Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Derek, I'm sitting here and game notes for Kentucky and North Carolina just came through. And that's why we're recording this episode is uh, things change, things happen. And for the second straight year, Kentucky and North Carolina kind of scramble, and then they match up in the CBS Sports Classic, this time in Las Vegas. The last time those two teams played there, it was a classic game. And uh, good to see that they're that both programs are getting to play each other on Saturday instead of not getting to play, or in, for Kentucky's case, they needed a quality opponent. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing cancellations left and right right now. I uh, saw Northwestern is going to be playing. It's and there's probably a joke in here somewhere about people going to Northwestern games in general, but I saw they're not, they're not going to be playing in front of fans for the next little while. So I don't, I don't know um, what these next few weeks will bring in terms of uh, COVID and things like that. But for Kentucky and North Carolina, you know, you're not going to be playing your original opponent in the CBS sports classic, but it is a traditional rivalry game. It's uh, two of the best programs in college basketball and even though it's not what you thought it was going to be whenever you went out there um it's a game that i mean anybody can get excited about this game kentucky north carolina especially the last time they played out there in 2017 um well, i guess it was technically still 2016 in december in the cbs sports classic you had the malik monk game and then of course those two teams played a phenomenal elite eight game that uh north carolina pulled out at the very end but you're right. For Kentucky, this is not the same. Um, you know, in Ken Palm, you're talking about Ohio State being a uh, top 15 team. They're 14th. But North Carolina's not bad. They're 30th. They have some good wins this year. They beat Michigan. Uh, well, that's really their only good win. But still, more than UK's uh, what has had to this point. So, should be interesting, Sean. It'll be the first time Cal coaches against uh, Hubert Davis as a head coach of North Carolina. Yeah, that's the other storyline. It's a little odd not seeing Roy Williams in this matchup, but it's definitely a game that Kentucky needed. When it when it lost the Ohio State game, you know, there were some talks that UNLV could have possibly been a team that that emerged that Kentucky could play out there in Vegas. Kentucky went ahead and got on a plane with the intentions that they're playing someone, but UNLV would have absolutely done nothing for their resume. Uh, North Carolina, it's not what it would normally be, but hey, it's, it's a win. If, if they can get it, it, it would certainly be a quality win that they could put on their resume and kind of build going towards that Louisville game and then into conference play. Uh, but this is a matchup, in my opinion, Derek, uh, along with, in my opinion, Indiana, Louisville, North Carolina. I think those three should just about be on the schedule every single year. And I would love to see it get to a point to where those go home and home again. Uh, I miss those days of when Kentucky go to Chapel Hill and then they'd host Indiana or go to Indiana and then, or, and then host North Carolina. I, I really miss those matchups. Yeah, I do as well. Um, you know, they've not played at North Carolina since I've been covering the team full time. And that's been, you know, I think seven years now. It's been a long time since they've played down there. I think but December of 13 might have been the last time that they played there. That sounds right. Yeah, my freshman year, I remember watching that game in my dorm at UK. Uh, it was a loss for Kentucky that year. I do remember that. Um, but this North Carolina team, Sean, um, you'll hear some familiar names there. Uh, if you go back to the, uh, I guess we'll call it the offseason, the rumor mill was cranking up at the transfer portal. I do remember uh, Armando Baycott, I think they say his name, being a name we talked about. He's a 6'10 uh, center. He's still there. 
they've you know got got a pretty young team in terms of their key contributors. Dawson Garcia is a sophomore. Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, all those guys are sophomores. Baycott's a junior, and a name that uh, if you watch college basketball pretty closely, you'll remember this guy, Brady uh, Manick, who played at Oklahoma, six nine shooter. I remember him because he kind of looks like Larry Bird <laughs> when he's out there. Um, but it's an interesting team. Kerman Walton's there. Uh, this is not what I think you would, you know, this is not an elite North Carolina team by any means, but when we're talking about needing to, to beat a quality opponent, I mean, just the name recognition alone, if you can beat North Carolina, I think it'll give these guys something to feel good about. And this should be a team that, I mean, North Carolina should be a tournament team. So being able to, I mean, it would be a step up for sure from the teams that they've defeated so far this season. Yeah, it would, it would be a big win not just for the resume, but for the fan base. Anytime you can beat one of those blue bloods, like Carolina, Duke, someone like that, it's, it's going to do good things for your team and for your program and your season. Uh, but if, if there's one thing that we've learned is that in college athletics, in the last year and a half to two years since COVID-19, had to learn to be flexible, right? I mean, this is, could you, I, I never thought, years ago that we'd ever see oh Kentucky plays Ohio State and then Thursday a game gets canceled and then Friday it starts talking and then Saturday or on Friday it gets scheduled that Kentucky plays Carolina like uh yeah. credit to these athletic departments for finding a way to be flexible and I know that they're they have that contract in place with CBS and and everything with this classic to to play it there but you saw all the the teams yesterday putting things on pause you see it now in the NBA so many players in COVID protocol again uh, just credit to both of those for going ahead and flying out there and then finding a way to make this thing work because it's uh, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good matchup, uh, one that fans can get excited about for both programs. Yeah, so my understanding is CBS showing Louisville versus Western Kentucky now, the game before, or did I read that wrong? Because obviously they were going to have the doubleheader on there, and, I mean, now there's just one game instead of two. It's it's all money, so you know something's in that spot. I think it is that one. I think you're right. I think it is Louisville, Western Kentucky. Yeah, it's three p.m. It's uh, it's at what? I mean, great for WKU, man. You're playing an in-state team, and you get to host a game on national television. I mean, that's great uh, for them, and it's good for the state of Kentucky, I guess. I mean, you can uh, you can watch Western and Louisville play, and it's still pretty timely. Maybe people will tune into this game who, you know, maybe they're starting to forget about the tornado stuff and they might be reminded, you know, that because I'm sure on that broadcast it will be discussed heavily. The uh, tornadoes that have gone through there, hopefully, they have some uh, numbers and things for relief funds that people can donate to if they would like to. And hopefully, they do that for the UK game as well. So, big audiences that are should be tuning into these games and great for the state of Kentucky. Um, you're at the point now, though, Sean, where you know. You might even make the case that this game is even more important for Kentucky in terms of getting a win just because you don't know what your schedule might look like. Games you might lose. I mean, as the year goes on, I hope it doesn't get to that point, but it, I don't want to say it's trending that way because I we are much better equipped now just with, you know, the protocols we've gone through, the fact there is a vaccine. You, you would hope that it won't be the same as last year, but at the same time it does seem very possible now that – you might have to bank on losing a game somewhere along the line. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. 
Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, and you can't look around this thing and see, and, and kind of just you know shrug your shoulders and say, ah, it's not going to happen to Kentucky's schedule." And it's not just within Kentucky. And I mean, it's not Kentucky that's having to worry about COVID. It's everyone having to worry about COVID. Uh, I mean, you're talking SEC play kicks off here in uh, what a week, a little more than a week, and then you just never know when you get into league play, and then you get crunched for rescheduling. We saw some of those games last year not get rescheduled. Uh, if they're postponed, then we know that they're they're possibly they with league games they have to be played to factor into standings. Uh, but you need as many quality wins as you can get because you you don't want to look up and say, well, we lost four games and them all be four quality opportunities, uh, especially when you don't have any on your resume. But when you look around, you see all the programs on pause right now. You see the NBA. Uh, uh, the I know the Bulls were really kind of the the ringleader with so many. COVID issues and stuff within their organization over the last couple of weeks. And that's kind of trickled on down throughout the rest of the league. I mean, it is cause for concern, right? Like you have a little bit of concern at this point that it's happening again. Yeah, I know I do. I mean, it's, uh, it sucks. I mean, we're almost two years into this now, you know, we're very close to two years. (laughs) March, 2020 is when everything shut down and we're not that far off from that. So you know, you hope that you can get through your schedules as good as possible. You hope that the – I mean, it was great this fall having – I mean, it was normal. I felt like it was a normal football season it was. to me. I mean, everything about it was was it was great. No um, cancellations. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, didn't lose we didn't players. Lose. No, yeah. like it was great. Uh, just, just hoping that this is kind of just a, a little storm here that, that we can get through and march toward the NCAA tournament. I know they had the tournament last year. It was a good tournament, but you know that they're wanting a normal tournament with full arenas, full fans, and everything in there. And uh, I know Kentucky fans are wanting that absolutely. Hey, Sean, one thing on this game, a number to watch, two numbers, I guess, technically, between Kentucky and North Carolina. I saw this tweet. Kentucky ranks first in the country in offensive rebounding rate, and North Carolina ranks third in the country in defensive rebounding rate. So this is a very good rebounding team uh, for North Carolina. And Sheboy's importance feels just massive in this one. Yeah, he's a guy that probably needs to be on the floor for 33, 34 minutes tomorrow. And and that's the thing, right? Like North Carolina, so, that, that's a lot of minutes, I know. But Let's talk about one more thing now that I'm thinking about it because we didn't get to do it yesterday because we were talking football. Oh, no, don't even mention Lance wearing them two together. Yes, you know where I was going with yeah. it. You knew. Yes. You know it was hurting me. <laughs> to the core like it's it's felt like a knife right in my back like don't do it like surely he's joking right (laughs) like he has to be kidding please don't do that we're talking about a team that is already struggling to shoot the basketball and you're wanting to put another dead spot in your lineup and it's just you can't do that like he he didn't play hardly at all did he play at all in Notre Dame no he didn't didn't play play at all and now you're talking about putting them on the floor together like this is the stuff that I'm talking about it confuses me 
I feel like the wheels have been spinning the last couple of years. Like it just, I feel like he's been saying the wrong thing sometimes in press conference. I don't know. Maybe is that a thing to maybe keep Lance happy? I don't know, but you cannot do that. Absolutely not. I saw, you know, I was at that press conference, but I saw John Hell tweet it and it got 94 quote tweets. So it tells you what the fan base thinks about this option. If, fan uh, base, me, everybody that watches now, basketball. Like yeah, now he did say that in regards to Ohio State's physicality, but if you're talking about a team that's, you know, as good on the glass as North Carolina is, they got a lot of big bodies. I mean, you would think it's still a possibility here, but my God, could you imagine Savio Wheeler and Lance Ware and Sheboy on the floor? Sheboy is the best shooter out of all those guys. Well, here's if that's the. Thing. the that's, a, that's the way they go. I mean, you can grab every rebound you want, but if you can't go down and put it in the basket on the other end, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can you can rebound and rebound and rebound, but you've got to have some dudes that can get some spacing and get some buckets for you. And I just I think that that would be a disaster of a lineup. And we saw some kind of confusing lineups against Notre Dame that just didn't make sense. That they need to me, they need a good game with to with with some smooth transitions with lineups, and then Cal kind of figure out exactly what they need with this team. And I know we're going to do a mailbag today as well uh, to talk about some things with Shaden Sharp and some other things, some other topics that are being asked. Uh, but Kentucky needs a win. That's the bottom line. Yeah. You need to need to get this win. You need to beat Louisville on Wednesday, you know, be feeling good about yourself. Cause well, you should be, you should beat Missouri in high point. So you can have a nice little winning streak going into the tougher part of your schedule. Let's make some predictions here as we wrap this up. But one, one more thing you mentioned Louisville mentioned Carolina couple years ago, to Reed Travis, Tyler Hero team, they got drilled by Duke. They kind of uh, sleptwalked through that non-conference schedule. Nothing, no win made fans feel good. And then they got to these two games. They played Carolina in the Classic, and then they beat Louisville at Louisville. Now, this game, Louisville's at home. You win these two, you win those two against rivalry, rival teams. I mean, I know North Carolina, they don't play every single season, but that is a rivalry every time that they meet. And then you play Louisville and you can kind of change the mood and the way you feel about this team and the, and the mood and the pulse with the fans. And kind of ironic to think that it falls in the same year that Kentucky went to the Citrus Bowl because it's, it's lining up exactly yeah. the same as it did in 2018. But it would be a massive thing if Kentucky could get both of these games. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they lost to Duke that year in 2019, beat a bunch of teams that weren't very good. Greensboro was fine. They were a top 100 they were. team. But then he lost to Seton Hall in overtime. But then you came back, you beat a, a pretty bad Utah team, but they drilled them. And then, like you said, beat North Carolina up in Chicago, beat Louisville on the road, and then they lost to Alabama. So you were 13 games through that season, and you kind of didn't really know what to expect. And that group did not lose again until February 12th on a controversial tip-in or like an offensive goal-tin, from what I remember. But they beat a great Tennessee team. Well, I'll say great. Great for their program for sure. They were the number one team in the country. They had won something like 20 straight games, I think, going into that. And, you know, they didn't – I mean, that group really put it together. Went 15-3 and three in the league. Obviously, probably should have made the Final Four, let one get away against Auburn. But not saying that that this team is going to, you know, end up like that because I seriously doubt it. But uh, you're right. They just need to – I mean, if you can beat North Carolina, that's a top 30 Ken Palm win at this point. We'll see how they finish up. But, honestly, when you're looking at the resume, Sean, the best win they can get here in the next, you know, foreseeable future is at LSU. I don't know how many people are paying attention still to this point with non-conference SEC basketball, but LSU has not lost a game yet. Yeah. Matter of fact, they might be undefeated when Kentucky comes to town because they got Louisiana Tech, Lipscomb. Their hard game will be at Auburn. They're, Auburn's a good team, um, but then they play Kentucky. And this is a tough stretch coming up for LSU, Sean. <laughs> Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee. 
So them boys are about to uh, about to have a hard time coming up here once they get through this little part. But Kentucky, you, know, you need to start building that resume, and that's why Ohio State was pretty important. But it is good that you at least get a chance against North Carolina to, to pick up a win. So they need this one. They absolutely do. And let's make predictions real quick for it. I'm going to go Kentucky. I think they get a win because I think they know that they have to have it. Uh, they didn't get it in this matchup last year. I'll go Kentucky 75, North Carolina 71. Yeah, I'll take Kentucky by uh, three. I'll say 70 to 67. Not bad, not bad. We know we know Kentucky needs it. If they lose it, oh boy, the the pulse will not be good within the fan base if they lose another game, and then they still have nothing to show for. But uh, a big win could definitely put things in the right direction as they play Louisville at Rupp Arena on Wednesday night. Uh, as always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations: Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. Stay tuned. Uh, check back with us because you will have a Kentucky basketball mailbag. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.